Hey guys, welcome back to my happy place. I am sitting down here in my uncle's vehicle and I'm super, super excited to talk to you guys today about list building because this is a topic that I couldn't wait to get to talking about. You know, I've been, I'm 16 episodes in and I keep saying to myself, I definitely need to start talking about list building for authors. This is the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with your host, Jewel Nicole. Yay! Okay, so before we actually like really dive into the entire list building thing, you guys know I have tidbits to share as always. So last week was World Baking Day and I wanted to share this recipe or more like this experience that I had baking for the first time a rum cake some persons call it black cake others would call it i think it's christmas black cake or something like that so it was my first time actually creating this and it came out amazing i baked a fruit cake in a dutch oven and the experience was exhilarating i must say for those who don't know what a dutch oven is Basically, I sort of created my own Dutch oven because I did not use the actual oven on the stove. I did the on the like the tabletop stove. So I put the batter into the cake pan and then I put the cake pan into an iron pot. I covered that over and I, I poured water into the iron pot as well too because I had this fear that probably my cake would burn. I'm not really good with baking. So it did not burn. But the experience was amazing. The cake came out really, really good. Um, it was moist, soft, and just very tasty. And I can't wait to make another cake. And this time, ice in it. I'm looking forward to icing my cake. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. As well, too, this month is Get Caught Reading Month. Which means that you should get caught reading. Someone should find you reading sometime during this month. So this month I read Tapping the Billionaire by Max Monroe. And I mentioned this a few times on this podcast already. That it was one of the best books that I've ever written in my entire life. I've ever read in my entire life. My bad. So it was really, really good. I, I laughed from the beginning till the end. And I'm super excited to read the rest of the series. Which I haven't started as yet. But I, I read that book, I think it was I think it was this month. So I got caught reading. So, you know, leave a comment under this podcast episode or on my social media and let me know what book you are getting caught reading this month. Okay, picture this. You have a brand new author website. You have lots of content to share. You have amazing things to offer. However, you're so overwhelmed with what everyone is saying and how everyone is telling you that you should go about sharing this content. So you're hearing that you need to use social media. Then you're hearing that you need to use YouTube. Then you're hearing that you should try out blogging. It can get really, really overwhelming with all the different ideas that persons have. All you want is an easy but effective way to go about sharing your knowledge with the world. And not even the entire world just a handful of persons who are really interested in your content. That is where your email list comes in. I remember a few months ago, I was scrolling through the Facebook groups, you know, as I always do, 
and I was just catching up on what the community was talking about. I was listening to the problems of my fellow writers and one post really, really stood out to me. Now, the author wanted to know how to increase sales on their book. Now, this is a question I see in Facebook groups every single day. Like, a day doesn't go by without me at least seeing an author asking this exact question in a different way. How do you go about increasing book sales? Now, on this particular post, there were tons of comments about creating Facebook ads and creating Amazon ads. There was a whole lot of ad talk, okay? Others were suggesting that they get a website up and running. And this is something I also suggest that authors should do as well. You definitely should get a website up and running, even if it's a free temporary website right now. And then others were saying that they should drive traffic to their website using different forms of social media platforms. Now, what really made me cringe was when person said to use social media as the promotional tool. Now, social media was meant to be social, not salesy, not sleazy, not promotional. I'm not saying that you can't sell things on social media, but using social media as this promotional tool mainly, that's not what social media was designed for. So while all these were good answers to a certain extent, they are not the best answers. And the reason why I say this is because in order for you to increase sales on your books, you need to know who you wrote the book for or you need to know who you are writing your book for. I want you to go back to episode Seven. There I talked about the reasons why you need to find your ID readers. And one of the main reasons was because you need to increase book sales. That's one of the ways that you can increase your book sales is to know who your ID readers are. That is one of the most important reasons for finding your readers. So very little persons were saying or suggesting to this author that they find their readers and that they build a relationship with them. And that's what I suggested. Build an email list of idea readers, of persons who are interested in not just your books, but interested in you as an author. Now, very interestingly, someone responded to me and they asked me why should authors go about building an email list? And I thought this person was an author. Turns out that person was a photographer. But the person didn't understand why an email list was so important to someone who writes books. And I can understand that because even writers, you people who write books, don't understand why it's so important for you as well. In any stage of your business, your career, or if you have, like you work a nine to five, an email list can be a very useful tool to have. You can collect email addresses no matter what job or what type of person you are. And now collecting email addresses is not for you to go about selling to these people. No, it's for you to form a relationship with them. And because relationships take time to build and to grow, I always suggest to my students that you need to find your readers before you start writing your book. You need to build that relationship with them before. However, it is never really too late to find them. So even if you're starting after you've written a book or after you publish your book, we can still work from there, okay? 
Unlike social media that only shows your content to 3% of your audience, email lists are more direct. You need a place where you can have direct contact and track how many eyeballs are seeing your content. When I was now starting my business, I kept hearing the expert talking about building a list, list building, the importance of building a list. And they kept saying that an email list is the lifeblood of your book, your blog, and your business. And I believed them. I just didn't know how to go about building the list at the time and actually being successful at it. And because of that, I decided to put it off until I was ready. Now, that was a mistake. Had I built my email list as soon as I started my business, who knows how many people I would have on it three years in. So I don't want you to make the same mistake that I made. So in this episode, I'm going to show you how you can build an email list from scratch, how you can have success right from the beginning. This is a step-by-step guide that's very easy to follow. And at the end, you will learn the what and why of list building, as well as six steps for you to follow to get started. We became writers because more than anything, we wanted to share our stories with the world. But the reality is, becoming a successful author requires more than brainstorming, outlining and editing. We realized that without an audience, our books would never reach our readers' hands. So we have to take action. I'm Joanna Cole, and I'm on a mission to help you get your books visible and into readers' hands. To do that, we need to work together. You need to continue to write your story, and I will provide you with the strategies and resources you need to become the success you were meant to be. As a busy entrepreneur and part-time worker, finding time to send emails on a consistent basis, aka weekly, can be daunting. I wanted to stay consistent in my subscribers' inbox while still adding the value they needed even when I wasn't there. That's why I chose MailerLite as my email marketing platform. MailerLite allows me to do split testing, send campaigns, and my favorite, create workflows and automations. This means that once a user enters my email list, they get sent a series of emails automatically that provides them with value. All I need to do is create the workflow once and it automatically sends for each subscriber. And the best part? All this can be done on their free plan. You can get your first 1,000 subscribers for free by simply heading across to jewishpages.com forward slash mealite. That's jewishpages.com forward slash M-A-I-L-E-R-L-I-T-E. So the big question, what exactly is an email list? Basically, an email list is a list of email addresses of people who are interested in your products, your business, your books, your website, your services, your blog. That's basically who they are. These people opt in to your offers or they join your newsletter. And to do so, they have to put in their email addresses. So in order to get something in exchange for that, they need to input their email addresses and then you start collecting email addresses that way. Through this list, you can communicate with your subscribers by sending them helpful and useful information. That's how you go about building a relationship with them. And so why is it so important that you as an author get an email list? Why is it super important? Because email marketing is still the number one way of selling a product or a service. Email marketing is still the number one way of selling a product or a service. 
With an email list, you can have one-on-one conversations with your subscribers, helping them to see what you and your book is all about. It helps to connect with your readers on a more personal level. Remember I mentioned earlier that only 3% of your audience sees your content and it takes your readers about seven times to see your content to actually make a decision to act. With your email list, you are, not, you are now able to cut through the noise and land directly in front of your audience's eyes. Email lists also cannot be taken away from you if your company chooses to close down or if the company that you choose to close their doors. So for instance, if you have 100,000 subscribers or 100,000 followers on Instagram and Instagram disappears tomorrow, they are taking your 100K followers with them. However, if you have 100,000 followers on your email list, now you don't have to worry about losing them. Also too, even if the company that you decide to use, the email service platform that you decide to use does close their doors, you can still take your email list and migrate it to another platform and continue doing what you're doing from there. So you're not building your business on rented land. You are actually owning this email list and no one can take that from you. And that's very powerful. Why do writers need an email list? So why do you as an author or writer need an email list? As was mentioned before, email lists are the lifeblood of your book. As a self-published author or if you're a traditionally published author, you no doubt have an author website, something that you definitely should get. And you no doubt have a blog. Um, Some writers have blog attached to the website. By building an email list, you can now share with your subscribers and your target readers special news that you won't share with the public. So you can have VIP and VVIP sections in your email list that persons on the outside who are not in your email list, they cannot receive that information. Also too, you can increase sales, not just on your books, but also too on other products and services that you have created. The email list is exclusive and you can entice visitors by creating FOMO, which is fear of losing out, that if they are not on this list, they are missing out on some really good things. So the more engaged your list is, the more profitable it can be. Now, what type of emails should you send to those persons on your email list? And this is a really big question because I see a lot of persons asking it. Okay, we have an email list. What do we send to them? Let's talk about that a little bit, okay? As a writer, there are many things that you can offer and that you can, you know, send to these people on your list. So for instance, you can inform your target readers about their blog content, um, also to about recent updates or recent activity that you have going on. So if you create long-form content on a weekly basis, which I also suggest you should definitely be doing, and if you're not doing, start doing it, create long-form content, you can now share that content with your subscribers. So one thing that I do is that I share my podcast episode every single Wednesday with my list. So if you're on my list, which you should also be, you would receive an email every Wednesday letting you know that a new episode is live and why you should go about listening to it. You can also send updates on 
your books, you can send promo codes, you can send coupon codes for the products and services that you may have created. In addition to coupon codes, you can purchase books and you can also purchase book sets and then you can create giveaways using these books and book sets. In episode one, I talked about the many ways you as writers can make money through products and services which were on that list. So go back to listen to that, jewelspatial.com forward slash one to see how you can go about making money as an author. Okay, three or less as well too, you can create an email course. Now, this email course can be sent to your target readers. This course can be free or it can be paid. And generally, it should be about three to five days long. We don't want anything that's drawn out. We don't want any 14-day courses or 30-day courses in an email. Persons are not going to ever finish that course. So in this course, you can teach them how to probably become a self-published author. If your audience are a lot of writers, you can teach them how to go about writing with a schedule and actually stick into it. A lot of writers don't have schedules or it's really difficult to stick to a schedule. Um, if they're writers as well too, but they have similar interests, you can teach them something that you do, whether it may be with cooking or baking or gardening or DIYing, different things you can teach your persons on your email list all through creating an email course. You can also too stay connected with your target readers by sharing your social media accounts and inviting them to share their accounts with you as well. You can have weekly freebies that they can benefit from. And also too, you can send them your monthly newsletter that's going to give them details about whatever is going on in your business, in your life, in your books. So I have a monthly newsletter that I sent out on last Wednesday of every month. And in that email, I run through the entire month. I share all the highlights. I share all the reminders. Just in case you miss one of the emails I sent throughout that month, you get it in this monthly newsletter. The opportunity to create sales and create sales funnels is very prevalent in an email list. So as a visitor, you may sign up for a freebie and then you're receiving emails on a regular basis, which eventually may end up in someone being pitched a product. So the person pitches you a product or a service. So what they have done is carried you through a funnel that delivers value and teaches you something. And then at the end of this funnel, they may pitch you this product or this service or they may do something else. And then they may move you into this big grab of their regular weekly emails. So you can do that as well too. You can create an email list. You can create a, a, a freebie that would eventually lead to selling of a product or service that you have. And then you can transfer persons over into the weekly email list where you can continue to provide them with value and send them your long form content. You are listening to the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with Jibu Nicole. Jibu Nicole is an independent author and book marketing coach who helps writers to write and finish their stories and market themselves online. She offers limited coaching sessions every single month on various topics of the book marketing process. If you would like one-on-one attention to your book marketing needs, 
then click the link in the show notes and save your spot today. Have you ever had like good intentions to interview or collaborative persons, but the time to do so never seems to be right? You're in the person's DMs or messages agreeing to do this collab, but somehow your times are always clashing. Trust me when I say I know exactly how it feels. That's why I chose Calendly. Calendly is an appointment scheduling app that allows for flexibility. With Calendly, I set up meetings with my potential clients and interviewees without being actually present. All I need to do is create my schedule upfront and present that to potential guests and clients. From there, my clients and guests can choose the day and time that's right for them and fill out additional information if required. The beauty about this is that when I open my inbox, I can see all the persons that book days in the calendar app and their appointed times. This makes my life easier and takes the stress off of my potential clients and guests. Now, when I'm in your inbox and you want to book a meeting with me, all I have to do is send you the link to my calendar app and you can choose the best time and date that suits you. If you want convenience like I do, then choose the time saver calendar app Calendly. Head across to jewishpages.com forward slash Calendly to sign up for free. That's jewishpages.com forward slash C-E-L-E-N-D-L-Y to sign up for free. Okay, so now we have arrived at the practical part of this episode. This is the implementation process. We're talking about the six steps that you can go about doing right now to get started with building your email list. Okay, step number one is to choose your email service provider, your ESP. The first thing that you need to do when building an email list is to choose your provider. Your provider will be the company or the person that allows you to use their services in order to send emails from you to your target readers. Some of the providers that you choose have different offers. So what I want you to do is to choose wisely and do your research. Many providers would allow you to create sign-up forms, lead magnets, and more with their providing services. Two of my favorite email service marketing platforms are MailRite and ConvertKit. I love ConvertKit because they have seamlessly clean forms that integrate beautifully with my WordPress website. MailRite, however, allows me to create workflows and have automations on their free plan. So I use both of my business and as a writer or as writers in general, I suggest that you start with MailRite especially if you have a budget and not a lot of subscribers in the beginning and also to especially if you're strapped for time you can definitely use their workflows and their automations to help you manage your time better there are other services like mailchimp and you have sumo and you have active campaign and many others that you can go about using okay so the second step is to create a sign up form so you have the email service marketing platform, you signed up for it. Let us create a sign-up form. Now, sign-up forms help your target readers to input their email addresses and even their names. And if you have additional information, they can all put it into the box and so that they can make your subscribers and they can also receive whatever it is you are offering. So you have different kinds of sign-up forms. You have forms like landing pages. Now, these are dedicated pages that take up the entire space. They have pictures, they have input boxes, they have information stating why this person should sign up to this form. 
and they can live on or off your website. So if you don't have a website, using landing pages are one of the best alternatives to having a website and it's something that I suggest that you do. And if you want help with building out your landing page, of course, I do help with that in my coaching services. Another type of form would be inline forms and these are presented within blog content for you to have easy access to sign up. So if you head across to jewelspeeches.com forward slash 11, you would see an example of what an inline form looks like. Then we have forms that are in the sidebar and these are displayed on either the left or the right of your website and it allows for users to have complete easy access. So when they come onto your website, it's very easy for them to just sign in, put in their name and their email address at the sidebar, receive whatever you are sending to their inbox. Then you have pop-up forms that can pop up at certain periods of time or when a user scrolls to a percentage of the page or instantly when your readers visit your website or you have exit intent pop-up forms. Basically, when a person looks like they're about to exit the page, then you have a pop-up form that pops up in front of them. Now, these pop-up forms are annoying, I must say, but they are also very effective when you know exactly how to go about creating a pop-up form that is not annoying. So pop-up forms can be annoying, but they can also be created in a way that it's not annoying. Another type of form would be the top bar forms. Comfort Kit has these, really amazing. They are those that are stuck to the top of the website. And so when your target reader you know, scrolls down the page, this top bar stays there at all times. It's like a reminder, hey, don't forget to sign up for this, or this is still available. It allows your visitors to really opt in whenever they feel like as they are scrolling through your website. Very convenient. When you're creating a sign-up form, you want to include a name and an email address, and that's it. Um, persons will tell you that you should just include email addresses only, but I always suggest do the name as well too, because at the end of the day, when you start to send these emails to persons, you want to be able to use their name. When persons see their name being used in the subject line or they see the name being used throughout the email, they feel more inclined to open that email, more inclined to read it because it feels more personal. So when you're creating sign-up forms, make sure you have the name and the email input boxes. Okay, so after you've created these sign-up forms, the next thing that you want to do is make sure that your forms are very accessible. We are not creating forms here and then hiding it, okay? So you want to put it in a place where persons can very easily go onto it or very easily opt into it. So dedicated landing pages and sidebar forms make it very easy for your target readers to join your subscription list. You're not trying to hide from your readers. We're trying to build a list there, okay? So no one is gonna sign up to a form that they can't find and they're not gonna be looking for it either. So when you visit jurispages.com, one of the things that you're gonna see on my website, on the front page, you're gonna see that I have three freebies available for my visitors. Now these freebies, they change basically, but I'm trying to maintain three at all times according to who visits my website and what stage in the writing process they are in. So when you click on them, you're gonna see that a sign-up form is gonna come into view. So if you head across my website, that's what you're gonna see. You wanna make it as easy as possible 
for them to subscribe. All right. The next thing that you want to do is create a lead magnet. So a lead magnet is a product or service that is offered for free in exchange for your ID reader's email address. Today, no one is subscribing to anyone's newsletter. Tell me, when is the last time you signed up to someone's newsletter because you just wanted to sign up to their newsletter? We don't sign up to newsletters just because we want to. There must be something in that newsletter that you want to get, that you need, that makes you sign up for that newsletter. So no one is signing up for a random newsletter. Hey, sign up for my newsletter that I send out every month. No, we don't do those things, okay? So you need to deliver something of value, something that is very important to your readers in order to get them to sign up to your email list. If you have a basic newsletter on your website, whew, it's, it's not going to convert into anything really. And if you realize that it's not converting into subscribers, then you need to do a little change. You can offer things such as, but are not limited to, you can do like a digital download, you can do like a free copy or a first chapter of your book. This is pretty general. I think most authors do offer that. Uh, discount code, such as um, they can get a percentage off of your latest published novel. You can even have like a resource library where they can get like VIP access to the resources that you have on your website if they join your email list. Now, this is just throwing out some ideas out there. This is not set in stone. There are many other things that you can offer. Again, you want the help, I offer coaching services. But most importantly, for you to know exactly who or what your audience wants or what your readers want, you need to ask them. In the last episode, I talked about the pain points of readers and I shared with you some of the questions to ask to find their pain points. So go back and listen to the episode, 10 questions that you can ask your readers to find their pain points. Also, that's why I created the Target Reader mini course because you need to know exactly who you're writing for and exactly what they want from the stories that you are writing. You need to know your ID readers in order to increase sales and have success as an author. This is something I'm going to be preaching for the rest of this podcast duration, the rest of this podcast life. I'm going to say that you need to know who your ID readers are in order to increase sales and in order to have success as an author, whatever success looks like to you. So if you haven't signed up for that mini course, then head across to jewelspeed.com forward slash mini course and enroll right now. You are not going to regret it. Okay. As an author, offering lead magnets are very essential in getting persons to sign up to your email list. So they need a solid reason why they need to become part of your community. So figure out what the ID readers want, offer that in a freebie, and then put it out there for the world. Number five, and that is to create a welcome email. Now, this is the first email that your subscribers are going to see when they enter your email, when they enter your email list. This is the first email that you're going to be sending your subscribers that's going to land in their inbox. So you got to make it count. Your welcome emails should consist of lead magnets that you offered. So the lead magnet that you said that they were going to get, yeah, your welcome email needs to consist of that. As well as it should introduce you 
to this person remember this probably is the first time they are seeing you or even hearing about you you need to introduce yourself and also too you need to share something about yourself so that they can get to know more about you don't be all diplomatic and business-like no we're not doing that we want to be human because humans connect with humans humans relate to humans so you want to make sure that you're sharing something human about yourself you would also like to mention in this email that you'll be visiting their inbox a few times so you want to set expectations this is what they should look out for this is what you have coming out next the welcome email has a 98% open rate, which is ridiculously high. So you want to ensure that you have one and that it is sharing the interesting facts about you, about the books that you're writing, about what you're about, and you're setting expectations. And because I want to ensure that you have such success in this department, I have created three-part welcome email sequence just for you. So head across to jewishfuture.com forward slash shop and you can get your three-part welcome series so that you can start collecting those email addresses and maintaining and building relationships with your ideal readers. Okay, we are down to the sixth and final step in creating an email list. Communication. Setting up your email list is very easy. However, communicating with them, not so easy. Take it from me, I know. You want to have a constant rapport with your email subscribers, perhaps emailing them once a week. I suggest once a week. Find out how they are doing and then offering your insight, giving them value. Tell them what's going on in your life. People are nosy like that. They want to know what you're doing. You want to know what they're doing. Through your email list, you can have direct access to your email subscribers and you can ask them questions that will allow you to improve the content that you deliver to them. You get to know them better. And as I said before, if you don't know what to send your subscribers, create long-form content. Start with creating long-form content. And as you create long-form content on a weekly basis, you will have something to email your subscribers once a week so that that allows you to remain consistent. Okay? Let us wrap up this episode. What is an email list? An email list is a list of email addresses of people who are interested in your products and services in your books. Email lists are very important because email marketing is still the number one way of selling a product or a service. Through the email list, you can inform your subscribers about your recent blog content, you can send updates, you can create email courses, and you can even send weekly freebies and have a monthly newsletter. Building an email list is as easy as 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. All you need to do is choose your email service provider, create a sign-up form, make the form accessible, attach a lead magnet to that form, send a welcome email, and communicate with them. Email building has never been easier. You can join hundreds of authors today who recognize that building an email list is very important to having a successful author platform. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your time. Do not go and try to do every single thing one time that we talked about today. So probably today, in the next 24 hours, you can decide, okay, I'm going to start doing some research 
on which email marketing platform that I would like to sign up to or like to join. So that is your homework for the next 24 hours or within this week. See which email marketing platform is best for you and sign up to that email marketing platform. And hey, head across to jewishpitcher.com forward slash Facebook group. Join the Facebook group and let me know which email marketing platform you decided to go with so that I can give you some more information on how you can go about being successful at email marketing. Okay. Also too, I just want to let you know that I coach. So I have coaching. Head across to jewishpitcher.com forward slash coaching. Fill out the form and I'll be in touch with you and we can work together. All right. I think that's all for today. Don't forget to grab your three-part welcome sequence at the shop at jewishpitcher.com forward slash shop. Get your three-part get your three-part welcome sequence so that you can have success with email marketing today. And next week, we are talking about book marketing mistakes that you definitely should avoid and that you're probably making, but you should avoid them. So we're going to be discussing that next week so you don't want to miss that episode. So please, subscribe to the Books, Blogs, and Business podcast show right now. What are you waiting on? Okay. And until next time, guys, keep writing. You were listening to the Books, Blogs, and Business podcast show with you and Nicole. All resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes of this episode. Share this episode with your favorite social media platforms and tag me. By doing so, you will help many of your other fellow writers to learn how they can get their books visible and into readers' hands. And one more thing, head across to your favorite podcast player and leave Books, Blogs and Business a review so that I can know how much you really love the show. I'm Chiwa Nicole and until next week, keep writing!